This is Sam Anderson, lead pastor at Central Church. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And to keep up with everything happening in our faith community, visit centralchurch.cc. Love does. Some of you guys may have heard a title uh, like this. If you guys know the author Bob Goff, uh, he has a book called Love Does. But we're, we're starting a series today called Love Does, and it's actually based off of uh, the Bible verse Micah 6, 8, which we'll get to in a second. But I have the pleasure of starting you guys off on our new series today. I'm going to set the stage for the next several weeks where we're going to break down Micah 6, 8 into uh, four parts. So I have part one of four, and then we'll continue week by week after this. And so today, the first part of Micah 6, 8 is, uh, I'm going to read the verse to you momentarily, but uh, we're talking about the topic, or the topic for today is do justice. Do justice. Now, I'm, I'm from Florida, so I'm from like, like super charismatic churches, so I'm going to do stuff like make you talk and stuff like that. I also rap, so crowd participation is a must. So, First things first, I'm going to do what all annoying preachers do and and all that stuff. Uh, Look at somebody and say, do justice. And you better say it because I can see everybody from up here, so I'll make you do it again. Cool? Everybody good? Do justice. All right. So when we think of that, when we think of do justice, it's kind of a weird way to put it, right? It's a weird way to phrase it. Do justice. Act justly, some Bible verses say it, right? And when we think of that, a lot of times we have like this binary way of thinking. And, and what I mean by that is our minds automatically are triggered to contrast something. So when we think of justice, a lot of times we automatically think of injustice, right? When you think of darkness, a lot of times you think of light to go with it, right? Or if you think of light, you think of darkness as well because they contrast. So when we're talking about justice, a lot of our minds go immediately to injustice and instances of injustice, right? Our current uh, uh, political and social system and, and current events going on right now don't help that way of thinking, right? Because there's so much injustice going on and so many current events popping off that we, we probably all have a different situation going on in our mind right now if we think of large-scale injustice, Right? Even local things, even, even on a smaller scale, injustice, injustice uh, uh, locally in your workplace. When you see a coworker that's mistreated or you see somebody in a public place that's being disrespected or things like that. Or, or even on that big scale like we're talking about when you see uh, race riots, when you see protests, when you see uh, police shootings, when you see uh, equal rights marches, when you see all these different things going on, we see situations that involve injustice and what does it do to us? It makes, it, it makes us hungry for justice, right? Right? Or at least it should. It makes us hungry for justice. And, and we, that's when we start uh, uh, looking for big leaders to, to come on Twitter or, or social media or on the news or whatever. And we're looking for leaders to make big statements. We're looking for police officers to make big statements. We're looking for people to bring down the gavel of justice and, and right things that have been wrong. And when that doesn't happen... We're like left with like this void, right? We're all like, well, dang. That's how, like, that's my reaction, literally. Well, dang. Now what? What do we do? Right? 
When somebody gets away with something that we don't think they should, we're like, oh, come on, really? That's crazy. Anybody could see that that was not supposed to go that way, right? I, like I said, I'm from Florida, so the whole, uh, this situation kind of happened recently, not recently, probably like within six years, I guess, uh, like Casey Anthony, if you guys remember that case, I don't have to go into much detail, but Casey Anthony, she got off, right? Didn't have one charge against her, anything like that, and when that happened, I was actually watching it live. I was at work, and nobody was working. We were all watching the TV in the lobby, and when she got off, and she was like, like, not guilty, we were all like, this is an outrage. This is crazy. Anybody could see that, even if she's not guilty of, like, murder, right? She's at least guilty of something. I mean, that was her daughter. That was, and everybody freaks out. Everybody gets mad when justice isn't served. So then there, there's this like feeling of frustration that immediately happens, right? We all get this like, I don't know what to do. And we all get frantic. And sometimes we're just like, oh, God, you know, I got to get this off my chest somewhere. And then the problem occurs where we have no other way to vent that frustration and that desire for true justice. So what do we do? show them right and then your phone goes off like 10 minutes later because you start getting notifications and you're like man people are gonna be liking this post i told donald trump what's up right and then you look at it and you're like no 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 you don't agree with me you're an idiot you're a bigot you're a you're what right and like all these things like all this stuff starts to happen because we have this issue far too many times where we want justice and we want to voice our frustration about injustice but we don't know the right way to go about it right so a lot of times our, our instant avenue is like social media or to make big sweeping statements and to become freedom fighters and to, and to, and to fight for social justice with our thumbs because people are going to read what we have to say and it's going to change their minds. Yeah. But you guys probably know like I know, it doesn't do anything. Matter of fact, in the long run, I think sometimes, not sometimes, I'd say the majority of the time, amen, is that things become more harmful in those situations because here's what you do. Here's what we do. Here's what people do in that. You're going to do one of two things. You're either going to fuel your rage because you're going to get on. The, we weren't meant to have total access to every single thing that goes on. So when we have this little device open and we can see every angle and hear every argument and hear all the people that disagree with us and then some of the people that agree with us and, and, and this big snowball effect starts happening, two things start to happen. You're going to fuel your own rage about the injustice that's happening and then you're going to feel somebody else's ignorance about the injustice that's happening, right? Or vice versa. People are going to feel uh, your rage or, or, or whatever, or they're going to feel your ignorance to the situation because, I mean, let's be honest. Sometimes we just don't know, but we just get mad, right? Right? I mean, I'll be honest for myself. Sometimes I just don't know and I get mad, right? Like I get really mad. And then praise God real quick for wives because... I'll be like, I'll be going to, going to war with my thumbs on Facebook and then Carmen will be like over my shoulder and she'll be like, I don't even know she's there. I'm like, whatever. And she'll be over my shoulder and she'll be like, no, 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 you're going to delete that. And I'm like, no, no, I, this is a free country. I'm allowed to say whatever I want. She's like, you're right, it is a free country, but it's not a free house. You better delete it, right? I'm like, there go. Right, then my reaction's the same. Dang. 
But here's the thing. When we talk about do justice, the good news for all of us today, right, that are in the household of faith, right, no matter how, how you align, no matter what your theology is, the, the good news is that God gives us a framework of how to see justice rightly done, okay? And, and, and here, here's the thing. Let me start this off by saying this. This is... God's way for us to handle things. It's not a recommendation. It's not, well, maybe I'll get to that. Maybe I'll try that if my way doesn't work. This is God's way for us to handle things. So if you want to throw up Micah 6, 8 real quick, let's look at what, what, what God says about justice real quick. It says, he has shown you, O mortal. Some scriptures say man, right? When I see, when I see mortal, I think of Raiden from Mortal Kombat, right? But, <laughs> um, he has shown you, O oh mortal or O oh man, what is good. And what does the Lord require? Require. Not suggest. Require of you. To do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. To do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Background of this verse is this. In this passage, all the people in, like, the community are like, all right, well, how can we please God? We need to know what to do to get on God's good side, right? Should we, do, should we make, like, burnt offerings? Should we do, like, live offerings? Should we give up our kids? Like, you know, what do we got to do here to make God, like, happy with us, right? And so the rebuttal is this. He goes, no, 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 no. He's shown you what to do. God has shown you what he wants from you. He doesn't want you to do all these, like, sacrifices and all these like weird like things whatever all you have to do is this this is what the lord really requires of you this is what the lord calls good to do justice to love mercy and to walk humbly with your god but the key word again is requires requires god requires that we carry things out this way this is god's protocol for this right he requires that we do this so what does doing justice look like? That's kind of vague. Do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. We're going to break these things down throughout this series. These are the, the weeks that we're going through is do justice, love mercy, walk humbly with your God. But the cool thing about this verse is that it's all kind of circular. It's all kind of tied in together. When God says to do justice... How do we do justice? We do justice by loving mercy. Some, some scriptures say loving kindness. We do justice by walking humbly with God. So that doesn't just mean between us and God. That means that we love mercy for others and we love when God shows us mercy. That means that, 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 uh, uh, we walk humbly with God and we walk humbly with people, right? So when we have a humble heart, when we have a merciful spirit about us, we can start to do justice God's way. But specifically about justice, I want to throw a word at you. I want to throw a word at you. The word is this, empathy. Empathy. It's impossible, listen, it's impossible to do justice God's way without a strong, authentic sense of empathy. What is empathy? Empathy is the ability to feel the emotions of others. In this case, the ability to feel out what others are going through. Specifically, when it comes to justice and injustice, being able to feel and assimilate with the feelings of people who are being afflicted in the injustice, right? So I wrote down a couple of thoughts about that. My first one is this. It says, pride kills humility. And humility is what fuels empathy. 
So what does that mean? That means this. A lot of us, when we, when we tend to go on social media and we go on these tangents and we go on these things, it's because if we're honest, we have a sense of pride. I'll just speak for myself. I know what's right. I know what happens. I felt racial tension before. I felt discriminated against before. I've been talked bad to at Burger King before. Don't go to this one. It's terrible, right? I've been, to, I've, been, I've been mistreated before. I've had people be rude to me before. I've had people disrespect my mama. I've had people disrespect my wife. I know how it feels. So when something pops up that I feel like I'm totally qualified to talk about, I'm going to sound off and I'm going to be loud. Right? That's pride. That's pride. That's pride. That's my position of the, of the, of the that's my view of the whole situation, speaking louder before getting details about the whole situation. Pride kills humility. If you can't go into something with a humble heart, right, like Micah 6.8 says, then you already ruin your chances of having empathy, which in turn ruins your chances of rightly doing justice. Empathy requires sacrifice. If you're not willing to sacrifice your time or your feelings, then you can't be empathetic. Empathy says, I'm willing to get hurt with you. I'm willing to cry with you. I'm willing to feel pain with you, right? I, I, may not, I may not be the affiliation that you are, but I'm willing to understand you even if my theology says I don't understand you. I may not be the same skin color as you, but, but despite what, what, how I was born or how I was raised or what people say or what society says, I'm willing to step off of my position and meet you where you're at because I can see that you're hurt and I need to put my pride to the side so I can hurt with you, Right? Empathy requires proximity. Empathy requires presence. If you're not close enough to something to touch it, then you're not close enough to something to feel it. And if you're not close enough to it to feel it, then there's no way you can be empathetic towards it because God wants justice through, listen, God wants justice through deep, meaningful, personal relationships. You can have a relationship with a person or you can have a relationship to a situation, right? You can have personal experiences or, or observations or friends and hearing where they're coming from that tie you to a situation and give you feelings on it that develop your empathy, right? Because you're close to it in that way. Or you can have direct contact with a person, with somebody who's afflicted by it. But either way, it needs to be close in proximity. We have no business seeking justice for something through a screen, you hear what I'm saying? We have no business seeking justice for something through a screen, through social media. We're, our job is not to be the, the opinion police. Our job is not to be the political police. Our job is not to call out what, where other people are, are, are failing, right? Our job is not to call out where Donald Trump fails to seek justice. Our job is not to call out where, where anybody else fails to seek justice, right, or see justice done. That's not our job. Unless you're going to handle it the right way, write a letter, right? You posting a status to get likes, Donald Trump does not give a crap about that. He don't even see it, right? That's not our job. You're not going to develop true empathy through a screen. Your job is not to develop true empathy through a screen, through social media. Our job is to get close. Our job is to get real close and to listen and to feel. Amen? Amen. So how does that, how does that work for us? Well... That's true, so I'll just stop posting on social media. Or I'll just block you so you can't see what I post on social media. 
I'm a youth pastor, man. I know the tricks. I'm like, man, I just saw this kid smoking yesterday. He got saved. No, no never mind. He blocked me. He's still, he's still smoking. He just blocked me. It happens for real. But that's not the solution, right? So what is the solution? How, how do we practically seek justice in these situations? Because it can be hard, right? It can be really hard. We, we tackled this in a number of different, like, conversations. When we had our, like, Q&A up here and we had CC Conversations, we have a podcast that we put out called CC Conversations, and we talk about a lot of these things, and it seems like the question that we keep coming back to when it pertains to justice is how. Like, how, where, when, how do I get plugged in if that's not, like, my field at all, but I really want to do something? How, how do I go about getting started in this? Right, Because sometimes it seems like the only thing I can do is get online and gather information and then share information and just kind of have, have what I do be like a person who traffics information because I can't do anything else, right? And that's a real, that's a real frustration, right? But that's not God's way of doing justice. When we talk about getting close to things and we talk about loving mercy and kindness and walking humbly, God's way of doing things can get kind of messy, but it's really simple when we break it down. It's really simple when we break it down. Here's what you do. You look for opportunities to step in to what your brothers and sisters are feeling, right? You look, you look for opportunities. It's so easy sometimes to just sit back and go, well, man, I don't have an opinion on this. I don't have an iron in the fire for this. I don't have a dog in this fight. I I don't know what to say, so I'm just not going to say anything. I don't know what to do, so I'm just not going to do anything, right? It's easy to take that position. I've taken that position many times. But if we, if we flip the way that we see it, right, and we, and we think according to how God says do justice, not how the world or the system or, or, or politics or whatever, how any of that says to do justice, God's way of doing justice looks like this, looking for opportunities, to plug in, to get close, to feel something, to feel something, to be a shoulder to cry. And I'll, I'll give you a real example of this, right? We, um, we talked several weeks ago. We had a CC conversation about um, social injustice, as a matter of fact. And we were sitting up here, and Sam, like, asked me and Chris a couple questions. And, and I talked about two situations um, while I was up here, I talked about two things. I said, um, I talked about being at a church that didn't recognize anything or acknowledge anything when the Pulse nightclub shootings happened. I'm from Orlando, and our church is actually like two miles from Pulse nightclub. So like when that, when that happened, um, like helicopters were flying like over our house. Like you could hear sirens, you could hear uh, ambulances going up and down the street. When you drove by, you saw people on the street crying. Like it was very close. We had a couple people at our church who had family that died at Pulse nightclub. If you guys don't know what that is, it's the um, it's a um, uh, a gay nightclub that got shot up last year in Orlando. Somebody went in and killed like I don't I don't even remember the number. Over what twenty thirty people just walked in and just fired off. And I talked about the frustration of our pastor not acknowledging that. And then we, we went on to talk about uh, the, the racial frustration. I, I had a situation where I got arrested in Georgia for speeding. I'm Puerto Rican, so we like to speed. Right? And um, the worst part is I was driving a minivan, not even a Honda Civic. <laughs> 
But I was driving the minivan like it was a Honda Civic. That's why I got pulled over. I was like, right? And uh, so anyway, I actually got arrested. And when I got arrested, the, the cop was making um, racial remarks towards me. And I never, I, I'd felt that before in my life, but never like that intense before. We were in South Georgia, so it was like for real, like it was hardcore. And so I talked about how that, that made me kind of bitter. Um, and and a couple of days later, we got the podcast up and um, I'm going to brag on Amber for a second because Amber's just awesome. Um, but Amber Long messaged me on Facebook after she heard the podcast. And I want to show you that this is, this is what justice looks like in a real tangible way, right? This is, what, this is what justice looks like in a tangible way. I got a message from Amber. She, she had told me that she heard the podcast, right? And then she said, she said this. These are her exact words, so I'm sorry. But this, this is what she said to me. She said, I can only imagine how that must have felt. She said, and, and while I hope nothing like that ever happens again, I also wasn't born yesterday. So, check this out. So I'll mourn with you, and I'll question why, and we'll hold open conversations, and we'll encourage each other, and we will bring hope to the situation. That is doing justice. That is doing justice. Amber, Amber didn't just like hear the podcast and go, oh, dang, that sucks for rich, man. Wow. She didn't, she didn't do, or she didn't hear it and let it like fuel something else that she wanted to say. And then she didn't even acknowledge that. She got on Facebook and was like, man, I can't stand what cops do. She didn't do anything like that. You know what she did? She got close. She found a way into to the conversation, right? She found a way in. And, and here's the cool part. She didn't have anything like, like crazy to say. She wasn't like, oh my gosh, you know what? That, that violates so many laws. You should, you should take them to court. That'd be, she didn't, there was, no, there was nothing like that. And, I'm, and I want to show you that situation because here's the thing. A lot of us are silent about things because we feel like if we don't have an automatic solution for it, then we're not qualified to talk about it. But that's not true. God's form of justice, I love you, sorry. God's form of justice is not that. She acknowledged it. She was like, listen, I, I don't know, man. But I do know what we should do. We'll talk about this. We'll talk. I, don't, I don't have the answer, but I know that it hurts you, so we'll talk about it. And then I'll mourn with you. I'll mourn with you. I'll give up my feelings to feel what you feel. I'll mourn with you. And then we'll, we'll keep pushing this conversation. We'll keep pushing this agenda. We'll, we'll keep fighting however we can fight. I don't have all the answers, but we'll keep doing something and we'll do it together. And by doing that, guess what we're going to do? We're going to bring hope to the situation. Guys, that flat out right there encompasses the whole point of today. If you want to do justice, reach in, get close, feel something. Walk humbly with people. Walk, walk humbly with God. When God lays something on your heart, when you have that unction, listen, don't automatically, you know, pull out your lightsaber and start battling people online. That doesn't do anything. Call up somebody who's afflicted. Call up somebody who, who's, who's, who, who's same-sex attracted. Call up somebody who's a different race than you. Call up somebody who's a different religion than you. Call up whoever it is and get into their world. Holy cow, man. Wow. What? 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 what like, Wow. What a thought. 
detach from your worldview for long enough to feel out what they feel when they live life in their reality. Jesus doesn't say, man, you should try that. It might change it. Jesus says, this is your requirement. Get away from everything that you hold on to so tightly and get involved in what they do so that way you can feel what they feel. And guess what? You have the words to say. And guess what? If you don't have the words to say, don't say anything. Hug them and cry with them. When you walk in, say, say I did a hospital visit. I used to do hospital, hospital visits in Orlando, right? I did visitation. And when I go to the hospital, a lot of times people would like legit be dying. Like they had cancer and I had to go in and like pray with them. And a lot of times I knew that they were like on their way out, right? But I had to like come and be like, oh, hi, you know, like let's pray. And when I walked up, a lot of times I walk up and I see the family in the hallway crying, just crying, just, just going through it. How crazy would I have looked if I walked up to them and I was like, all right, where are they at? Where are they at? They're in there? They're sick? What'd they do to get in there? What? Tell me if he smoked his whole life. Does he have cancer because he smoked it? Because you know, you, you've seen the truth ads like I've seen the truth ads. Plus, they got logic on the truth ads now, so it's much more relevant. You know, like I know, that if you smoke, they're going to end up here. So why do we need to pray at all? I mean, honestly, they knew they were wrong for doing that, right? Wait a minute. Your son got into a, a car accident? Was he drinking? If he was drinking, I don't know if we can touch this, man. I don't know if we can touch. How crazy would that be? I don't do that. You know what I did? I walked up, and when they were crying, I hugged them. I didn't ask questions. I didn't get information. I didn't find out who was at fault. I didn't find out if I could agree with it. I didn't find out if it was too messy for me to touch. I walked up to him and I said, man, you are hurt. Let me hurt with you. And I just hugged him and I cried with him. And I went through a lot of wet t-shirts, right? (laughs) That sounds funny. I went through a lot of wet shirts because they just cried on me. Quinn, don't look at me like that, you know. He he got excited for a second. At me, at me, at me, at me. How crazy do we look, guys? How wild do we look trying to trying to be the police, trying to be the hall monitors of things, right? That's not what we're supposed to do. You want to do justice? Walk humbly. Love mercy. And let that push you to action because guess what? When that pushes you to action, that action is going to produce godly justice. Godly justice, and that's the aim. Amen? My hope today, this is what I'm going to say in closing. My hope for us today is that we don't just talk about this, right? There's a lot of, a lot of times that we do at church. We talk about things, we go through things, and then we, like, leave it, and we go back into the same things that, we always, that we've always done, right? I want this to be so applicable to you guys. That from now on, your idea of justice isn't just to settle for social media justice. Your idea of justice is not to throw rocks out of frustration, throw stones at other people out of frustration. The answer for us should always be godly justice. And godly justice is humble, is empathetic, isn't afraid to get messy, and it gets close. It gets right up in there. And it hurts, and it cries, and it laughs, and it hugs, and it heals. Let let these things motivate you to action. That's godly justice. Amen. Jesus, I love you, Father. I love you, God. I pray that today, God, you would start to shape our hearts in a way 
that we can truly understand justice on your terms. God, Micah 6, 8 tells us what you require of us. You don't require like idle sacrifices. You don't require us to just go through the motions and to look outwardly moral or look outwardly just, God. You don't want any of that. You want true justice. You want true kindness and mercy. You want true love and humility humility to permeate our lives, God. So I pray that today, Jesus, you would help us to battle the fear Help us to battle the the doubtful thoughts, anything that holds us back from getting in, getting close, and seeking real justice for those that are afflicted, God. Help us, Jesus, to walk these things out, how you've called us to walk them out. It's in your name I pray. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and you experience life change. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but still want to support this faith community, visit our giving page at centralchurch.cc. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.